Welcome to the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. I'm Catherine Mora, founder and CEO of Change Empire Books. We help coaches, speakers, and entrepreneurs write and publish quality books and get them out into the world. We believe that thought leaders are made through a combination of quality of service, planning, and authenticity. Do you want to impact lives and leave a legacy? Stick around until the end of the show and we'll reveal how you could be our next guest on the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. Let's get started. Your host, Starlet Henderson here with this episode's thought leader, Chris Wildebauer. Hi, Chris. How are you doing? I'm great, Star. It is fantastic to be part of this podcast. Thanks for the invite. Oh, yeah. No, no problem. We're um, glad you're here. And we're um, looking forward to hearing more about Balance Central and what you do over there. Uh, Just to let our audiences know, the website that that Kristen is talking about would be balancecentral.com.au. Uh, And we're going to be talking about everything that's happening over there and obviously um, behind the scenes. So thanks again, Chris, for being here. Why don't you tell us what you're doing over at Balance Central, Balance Central, what your company does? Okay. Um, The way I like to describe it is that I work with high-level executives who've forgotten how to incorporate the human part of them. And so I I inject, I guess, the permission for them to be human. Yeah. So that that's, you, that's the, yeah, that's the, the thrust. So um, give me some examples of that. So I work with uh, particularly one uh, that just comes to mind is uh, a philanthropist and a humanitarian who's based in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. And she uh, has a number of businesses and a number of not-for-profits that those businesses feed into and then she shares that across the Middle East region. Mm -hmm. What's really interesting is that the work that I do is less about what she does and more about that person, that individual. And when I work with them, the changes I create is really simple things like she would resist opening an email from members of her team because she would fear that they just wanted more from her, oh. that they were just going to ask for more. And it was like, I don't I give enough type of feel. And so she would resist opening an email, which sounds ridiculous, and yet it was a real problem. When I worked with her, and I continue to work with her, but one of the outcomes she was very excited to share with me is that she no longer hesitates in opening those emails because now she's excited to know what the team member might be contributing. And so just simply by changing the way her perception is about the event, something so simple like an email, Mm -hmm. it allows her day to be much cleaner, much easier, just it flows into everything. So, of course, the work I do is not about emails. (laughs) But I love sharing such simple outcomes because we all have to deal with emails and we all have a reaction to it. And if we're having a reaction to an email, guaranteed we are having a similar reaction to other distractions in our day. Oh, yeah. And uh, so that's what I do is help people get through their day with a lot more ease just because we're 
settling down who they are. That's that balance and getting them back to their center. Balance and center. Okay. There's the two key words. Um, Yeah. I'm imagining, um, you know, I mean, we've all had that hesitation, right. About, you know, I am giving enough or I, you know, I feel tapped out and I hope, you know, someone will tap me out soon. Right. I don't have enough or more to give. Um, So you're helping them find that balance and that center, that strength, that inner strength to um, keep going and give more. Um, You know, can you give some examples of how you're doing this through, um, you know, online or in-person groups or, or what you're doing to help strengthen that core, that center? Sure. So there are two ways that I primarily do this. One is through one-to-one work. So that's where I get to work with someone over a year on a very deep level. There's only a certain number of people I can do that within one year for (laughs) obvious reasons. Um, But I love being able to go on that journey with someone. I mean, my clients become friends as a result because of the depth of work that we do. Mm -hmm. And it's like I'm their secret weapon in their back pocket. Um, the, the really fun thing about that is that I can do that completely remotely. It is something that I do not need to be in front of the person to do. Uh-huh. And so it actually just three, four years ago, it allowed me to go completely global before COVID um, because I don't have to be in that person's presence. I can do the work remote. So that's one area, and that's my favourite, to be honest. That's the bit that just, oh, just fills me personally. Yeah. But the other one became necessary, which is facilitating groups. Mm -hmm. And the way that I came across that was not because I was searching to facilitate groups because, again, it's not my actual personal Mm favourite. I had to kind of warm up to it. Right. But clients would say to me, oh, Chris, I have to share you. <laughs> How can we share you? I went, oh, okay, I better get on to that then. Right, yeah. They want to work so, in groups with you or maybe with their their friends or coworkers or, you know, cohorts. Yeah, and employees particularly. Okay, yeah. So because of the CEO level, they go, right, we need to inject some of this into our team. Oh. So I get to work with teams prefer to do in-house because I'm the one-to-one girl. So I love being able to have those direct conversations. But of course, yeah, we live in COVID world. So online also is a thing. And I have run a number of presentations over 2020 uh, that allowed those groups to benefit Mm -hmm. from that facilitation. But it's really a facilitation of them activating their own thinking and and expanding their own thinking rather than me throwing content at them. Yeah. That's why I call it facilitation. Facilitation. facilitation, Sorry. Yeah. Um, Well, I have a question for you and I'm curious to know if you've always been a secret weapon or what did you do before you become a secret weapon? Oh, I probably have always been a secret weapon. Okay. I worked in corporate for, uh, my previous adult life, I'm going to call it. Yeah. Um, um, and I was always the, I always made my position indispensable, just made sure that I wasn't the indispensable one so that I could move on and do more. Mm-hmm. But I was always a secret weapon when it came to organising and administration and all of those sorts of things. And while I was still in corporate, I started looking 
at a broader way of living. And that's where I came across the current technique that I use today that I've used for 21 years. Mm-hmm. And But the business took a while to get up and running. Sure. I had been working on my own personal issues for 10 plus years before I went, oh, could I do something with that? There's a thought. <laughs> uh, so, and now, of course, my clients just call me their secret weapon because I can show up for them. But that's really only as a result of the work I've done on myself. It, I'm really about the self-work. That That's the primary. Everything else is, is secondary and will come as a result. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you said you did that for 10 years. And I, I mean, I'm sure being real, we'll even say we were doing it yesterday, right? And we did a little bit of self-work today if we're really staying centered and, and balanced. Absolutely. And, you know, my business, then then if I bring it down to the context of just the life of the business, which is 12 years, mm-hmm. I really actually only started working on myself daily about five years into the business. And that's where the transition really occurred. So just another confirmation that this self-work thing, there's something in it. (laughs) Right. Did you ever think that uh, you wouldn't be able to do this and pull it off and, um, you know, sustain a business for this long that you've, that you've done? Oh, that's, that, that's every day. Mm. Every day I sit and go, oh, okay. Yep. I'm doing this. (laughs) Uh, I think that it would be almost disappointing if I woke up and decided that I had it all going on. There would be nothing else to strive for. There would be nothing else to tweak. There would be nothing else to, no one else to reach out to and have another conversation with. So I really don't want to get to that point of I've got it all, I'm happening. (laughs) Um, So I kind of go with that every day. It's not an imposter syndrome, but it's just continuing continuing to reach. And sure, when I first started, I did nothing in the first year. When I say nothing, I mean literally nothing. I had a name for the business and a certificate on the wall that said I had a name for the business. That was it. For a whole year? For a full year, yes, because I was... Really, yeah. Well, it came about because I started the business for almost all the wrong reasons, which was to give me something to do. I see. So I didn't have the passion engaged. Once I got that self-passion, then there seemed to be purpose for things. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I would say for the first five years, I was definitely very strongly in the really, really, can I, (laughs) can I, really? Now I can do, yeah, yeah, I've got this. Right. But even if I have to say that, I, I, I still have that tiny question. Sure. But it does kind of sound like you've fallen in love with the process. Like you said, the striving and and uh, recognizing room for improvement and the fact that you're part of that secret sauce to, to make that improvement. Absolutely. I have fallen in love with it. You are correct. But it's like anything new. It was not love at first sight for me. It was a developing love relationship with what do I have to do all this work? Seriously? <laughs> yes, I have to do all the work. Yeah. And, and, and then I just get used to the fact that that's part of what I need to do so that if I 
do the work like an elite athlete would do the work. Right. Yeah, it's a workout. Then, <laughs> yeah, then others, you know, I, I love using the analogy of we can all be a runner. And so we all know how to run around the block. Okay. But to be an elite athlete, you have to practice it every day. You have to train. You have to be and continue through the hardship and the pain and the mindset and the which is exactly what I have to do with mine business right. is make it the elite. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fall in love with the process, get up, do it today, do it tomorrow, do it the next day. Um, yeah. And I'm sure, um, you know, that's, that's something that you bring to the table is leading by example. Right. And I know you said that you really get into these deep conversations with the individuals you work with and you're learning from each other. Um, so they're seeing you get up and doing it every day, even with those little nigglings of, you know, ah, oh, do I have to, do I really want to kind of thing? So, and then helping them get out of their own way so that they can get up and keep doing it every day. Yeah. So um, how does that feel like when you've um, helped a client meet some successes and and continue to become that athlete, right? Or um, that balanced and center individual you want them to do? How, when that feedback comes in, how does that make you feel? Contented that I've like, like really, I kind of, I've been known to say, oh, my job here is done. At least for that moment. <laughs> And then there'll be more moments that I need to, oh, my right. job here is done. Um, it's like that small insertion has allowed them to create the impacts that they need to create. So for me, that's really satisfying. Less about, I, I mean, everybody loves it when their clients go, oh, that was amazing and I feel really different and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, that's great. That's too. that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. But, but that actually isn't the thing that makes me go, yes, my job here is done. The bit that does that is when I hear about the indirect impact that has now occurred because they're more balanced, they're more centred, mm -hmm. therefore they've created this flow-on effect. That, that is what I like to do is sort of come from behind, allow to support people in front of me that then allows them to do more. Yeah. You see them riding the bike and you're not the one pushing the seat basically. Yep. <laughs> Great analogy. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> can, you, can you share with us today, our audience, can you share with our audience what being a thought leader means to you? Ah, oh, yes. I have pondered over this question because thought leader, that phrase has been around my world for a, a while. And mm -hmm. I think I'm not the only one, but I struggled when I first came across that concept to whether I qualified as a thought leader. Okay. And over the years, what I've discovered due to every time I say something or I'm in front of a group or when I have a conversation with someone, someone would say to me, oh, I never thought about it like that. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And after enough times of that kind of being sort of sent back towards me, I went, oh, so I'm leading their thoughts. I'm, I'm saying something that allows them to trigger something else that allows them to expand their thoughts. 
So that's my definition of a thought leader, an ability to expand the current way of thinking. Yeah. And to get into, like you said, to hear that, I never thought of it that way. Um, that's, that's the, that's the indication for you. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But it took a while to kind of hear it and to go, oh, that's the thing. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure. And I mean, we talk to thought leaders here all the time and I do think that that's kind of a commonality as far as like, well, am I really, um, but there are indications and signs that yes, and you are. And, um, and that's awesome. Uh, how about a book recommendation? We love to hear book rec- recommendations from our guests so that our audiences know what kind of things have impacted your work or your life. Okay. So uh, there are two that come to mind. One is more of a personal book that really did start me on this expanded journey. And it's a it's an old style book, actually. It's the Celestine Prophecy. There's actually a series of them. Mm-hmm. And what it did for me was allowed me to, to, to grasp the concept of what was energy. And it was interesting because it wasn't a new idea for me, and yet I had no words to articulate the thing that I'd sort of normally had in my life growing up, mm-hmm. but I didn't know that it was a thing. It, it was this really weird. So it was this book that appeared and made sense. It allowed me to make sense of myself. Okay. And within that, there was also the lessons about the different ways that we interact with others and how that energy can move between. And so if I look at my world today and what I share and educate and facilitate with others, it's literally that. It's this movement of energy and and what ability we have to either retreat that energy or expand that energy and in what form are we doing that. So the Celestine Prophecy for me was a very personal book that impacted me. But the book that I think that really makes a difference, and this made a difference to me when I got started in my business business, but did nothing for the first year, was the Simon Sinek Why. Oh, yes. So that one got you off of your, um, I, <laughs> got you off your duff and, and engaged you that second year. It, it gave me the idea of purpose mm-hmm. rather than just having something to do. Right. And I, I don't think that I would have been able to reach that without getting that sort of education around mm-hmm. that why was really important. Sure. Yeah, that is a great book. And um, that's Simon Sinek's Why. Um, and that other one that you explained, I mean, that's one of the best things about a book is when you can be like, ah, oh, this is what I've been feeling, or this is what I've been thinking, or this is you know what I've been talking about, but not having the words to, to say it the right way. So absolutely. Yeah. So that was very, very personal. And it was funny because that book appeared in my life and it took me three years to pick it up. Oh, okay. Yeah. That sometimes happens, right? It's in the back of the shelf and you're like, "Mm," but you were, you know, you read it when you were supposed to, I'm guessing. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Well, thanks for your time today, Chris. Uh, Can you tell our audience again, how to find you uh, so that they can reach out to you and become more balanced and centered? Absolutely. The website is the best place to go, balancecentral.com.au. There's options even just on the homepage. You can set up a connect and chat. I will do a conversation. Totally. I just love conversations. So (laughs) it's no obligation in that conversation. Just have a chat with me. 
Uh, and those links are all on that website, plus all my social media are there as well. Uh, that way people can can follow me with through the web through the social media channels that most suit them. Uh, and it's all available on my website. Yep, it is. I've been there. Balancecentral.com.au. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Thanks so much, Star. Catherine Mora here. Thank you so much for listening to the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, or entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit changeempire.com slash podcast slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, please share this episode on social media. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Thought Leaders to Watch. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and they mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, changeempire.com or follow me on LinkedIn as Catherine Moore. We're on Facebook and Instagram as Change Empire Book Coaching. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.